You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Hello, Andre. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm good. We're now two weeks closer to Christmas. Is this the podcast where I was supposed to be singing? This is the one where I was hoping you wouldn't, but I guess you're going to. Come, I'll pour you some rum-pa-pum-pum. <laughs> You'll pour me some what? Rum-pa-pum-pum. What is rum-pa-pum-pum? Well, it's rum with a bunch of pa-pums added to it. <laughs> I thought you were going to do that religious mass orgasm, come all ye faithful. Okay, Michael. <laughs> that's, that's where it seems like you were starting. <laughs> that one took me a second. <clears throat> All right, I'm Andre Prue from AndreWineReview.ca. And I'm Michael Pincus from MichaelPincusWineReview.com. And I'm pretty sure you're on Santa's naughty list now. I don't think I've ever not been on Santa's naughty list. Because <laughs> you get the best gifts. Hey, do you, you, don't, do you, you watch regular television, right? You're not one of these people who doesn't have TV at all? No, that's right. I, I do watch a little bit of regular television. Do you, do you ever watch uh, Lucifer? I do not watch Lucifer. Oh, get get on to Lucifer. It's uh, hilarious. <laughs> I will when there's 30 hours in a day for me to watch all the television I should be watching. Well, put Lucifer on your list. I'm just <laughs> saying that. You always tell me a few things That's that I should be watching, and now I'm telling you, Lucifer is it. I'm really enjoying Lucifer. I'm finding him absolutely hilarious. So, I guess to get into the content of this podcast oh, instead of TV we're recommendations. So um, we're not talking... Talking TV today. I, I think often a lot of people expect writers at the end of the year to put out like a best of list. I mean, movie reviewers do it, you know, yep. restaurant reviewers do it, but I think it's it's a thing that a lot of people don't get about wine is that great wine that we tasted in January is probably long since sold out. Yeah, that's the people don't realize that wine is a finite product, which is why people always say, "Oh, I really loved that you know X Y Z wine. I want to go get more of it." And I went to the store, and it didn't taste the same. And I said, well, did you look at the vintage date? And they say, what do you mean? <laughs> yes. I mean, so like, the same wines from different years taste very different, obviously. Yeah. But so, what we're going to do yeah, is we're going to kind of focus on some value wines for uh, some people who maybe have a few bucks left over after they've finished shopping for other people in their, in their life. Yeah, I was, I was thinking we'd look at wines that are, I, I don't know, something like, $20 and below because, you know, this is the time of year when you go to the LCBO, you know, they have their, you know, Our Finest collection coming out and they have their December collection coming out. Our Finest, I think, comes out in November yep. and whatever they have coming out in December. And it's all the really expensive stuff, you know, the the Canises and, you know, the Schaefer's, uh, just to name some California stuff, you know, Sezakaya and Tenori, all the big names come out, the $99 bottles of wine. Uh, and and a lot of people spend a lot of money on these uh, as gifts for somebody, and then when it comes time for themselves, they're like, uh, "I really don't, I really don't know what to get myself because I can't afford a ninety nine dollar bottle of wine for myself." Yeah, and that's so, fair. So I mean, you and I have slightly different definitions of value, and yes. I think it just has to do with the fact that I don't mind spending a few bucks on wine, but I'm certainly not making Camus money but if i'm buying something for myself especially around the holidays i do like to treat myself but i'll be perfectly honest it's rare that i'm i'm drinking a bottle by myself i mean these are bottles i'm gonna have kicking around the house when i'm entertaining and i mean 
I know around the holidays, people are always really great at bringing nice bottles of wine to my house when I put a, a meal on the table. But for me, great value is when I can score something that's at the top of the class in that twenty to twenty-five dollar range. See, I was when when I put my list together, I was going for for a little bit better value, but I also went with a little bit more of an international tinge where you went, I believe, local. Yes, I've got a whole bunch of local wines that I'm more than happy to talk about for Christmas. Yeah, so I will, I will go with the international version, although I have a couple of, of local, and uh, you can you can stick with the, the local versions. Uh, I, I think our price lists are going to be about 5 to $10 off, but it'll depend, you know, if you want to go local or if you want to go... I, I think it's a nice to do a little bit of a mix. I'm good with that. that that's just me. But uh, you want to kick it off, or I can kick it off. Uh, you know what? You. I'm going to kick it off with kind of one of the oddballs. Uh, it's something that not a lot of people are doing, and out of the people that are doing it, it's certainly not of this caliber of quality. But um, Union is coming out with their 2012 Forte. Oh, that port version. Yes. And it's a yes. port-style wine, and it's just the finish on it is so clean and well put together. The nose and, and everything about this wine tastes like a, a, a well-put-together port. You know, it's kind of heavy on the mid-palate, but then it just it finishes a little bit light. Um, this is a perfect bottle of wine to enjoy on a cold night. It's VQA, VQA certified, which is really unusual to see from a fortified wine. And uh, I mean, it just tastes good. It's not that much money. I think it's like seven, the last vintage was seventeen bucks. And and you know uh, you know who makes that? I do know who makes that. Would you like to tell everyone? <laughs> it's it's Alan Jackson who we're we're uh, we're putting the all call out uh, next year, part of our legacy series. Yes. Alan Jackson of, of Jackson Triggs fame. Yes, we need we need Alan Jackson to talk to us. So call us, Alan. Absolutely. We'll talk about we'll talk about what he's doing with Union because uh, this Forte is just I, I really enjoy the wine. Yeah, I remember. I, I think the last one that I remember was a ten or a seven. I, a seven. I think it was a seven. Yeah, and that was that was really good. It, it made my top would have made my top ten that year that it came out. And this one will have, been... have just been released uh, earlier December. Hmm. Yeah. So there you go. All right. So. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go uh, for a first one. I'm going to I'm going to go local. Okay. And it's it's going to be surprising. I think you're going to be surprised at what I'm going to recommend. Okay. So I hope you're strapped into your chair. It's Chardonnay, isn't it? And you're not pulling a Jerry Agar and standing up cuz I don't want to hear you falling down. It's Chardonnay, isn't it? But yes, it is. It is a Chateau Charm barrel fermented Chardonnay. 14.95. If I'm not mistaken, could have gone up a buck, but I think it may be the best value Chardonnay out there, local. And I mean, it's something that I've noticed, especially over the past three years, is the price to quality of great Chardonnay in the province. I mean, it used to be few and far between these under $20 ones where some would be much better than others and some would be like, well, it's not bad for the price. But, I mean, Chateau de Charme, it's fourteen ninety five is outstanding. Yeah. And, I mean, you can generally grab any bottle of Ontario Chardonnay now under 20 bucks and not be disappointed. Yeah, but I think, I think this one for me at that price point is a bang on, on killer value. 
I killer. agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And you know me in Chardonnay. So if I'm saying it's killer value, then it's really got to be good. Yep, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, I guess you're probably not going to be surprised, but I'm going to recommend Chardonnay as well. <laughs> Wait a second. Let me strap in. <laughs> uh, this one's going to involve a trip down to Niagara, but this is a winery that I've spent a lot of time talking about. It's a little bit off the uh, beaten path. Um especially in the winter, you're going to want to get in touch with them to make an appointment. Mm. But 16 mile, uh, they have both their 2012 and 2013 civility Chardonnay for $24 and 95 cents. You know what? Uh, and I'll, I'll do you five bucks less. I think the rebel is also very good. The rebel is very good, but I mean, you're looking at a winery where essentially their top tier Chardonnay is, is only 24 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were just there. Uh, not too long ago, just after you came to visit. And uh, we picked up a few bottles of the 13, which was released middle of November. Yes. And uh, the 13s are are outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, they're, they're drinking great. It's um, and, and I think the value is still there. Yes, value is definitely still there. Yeah. No, I, I keep wondering if they're going to raise the price or anything. You know, they've had, uh, we've had some pretty... Short vintages in Niagara, uh, and I keep wondering if people are going to raise the price, but they they seem to have kept the line on that, so it's really good to see. So I'm going to step outside of uh, no, you know what? I'm going to stay inside Ontario for one more. Okay, and uh, if you get a chance, uh, and I know it's at the LCBO, and I was told it's the only place that it's available, is uh, the Trius 2015 Cabernet Sauvignon at Fourteen ninety-five. Tell me Again, about the wine. Another, I actually haven't uh, had a chance to taste that one yet. Some fifteen dollars, but great value. Great value in, in red. You haven't tried that, have you? I have not tried that. I just said that. Tell tell me a bit more about it. It's great. <laughs> well, there we go. It's uh, it's it's more fruit forward. Uh, if you're used to you know the showcase line. Uh, you know, the right-hand side and the east block, um, you know, all of those those ones, uh, obviously not up to that caliber because not as long in oak. But this one's like six months, really fresh, really fruity. Um, 15 is a, is a good year for reds. Uh, so I, I think uh, Craig McDonald's nailed this one uh, right where it needs to be. And at fifteen dollars, I, I think it's it's killer. So I'm going to go with something that was recently released in vintages. Uh, oh, okay. Twenty fifteen megalomaniac narcissist riesling, and uh, this would be one of the first wines released, uh, completely made by the new winemaker from megalomaniac, uh, Sebastian Ajaki. Well, I haven't tried any of Sebastian's wines and. And so now I'm interested because uh, I really do believe that that Megalomaniac had gone down in quality a little bit. But I'm interested because Sebastian was the winemaker from uh, Le Clos Jardin. Yes, he was. So uh, and and so I can expect him to make great Chardonnay and Pinot for Megalomaniac. But you know, hearing you uh, talking about Rieslings and and I, I suspect you tried other stuff there. I have. Um... I'm focusing on the narcissist Riesling, just keeping up with value in wines that aren't going to break the budget. And I'm a big fan of Riesling over the holidays just um, because 
my non-French Canadian side of the family is all Eastern European, so I tend to eat a lot of pierogies and cabbage rolls over the holidays. And Riesling is just one of those wines that people forget about when pairing with, with foods in the winter, and that is always one of my favorite pairings. And I wonder how many people forget about pierogies and uh, cabbage rolls. I, I don't know any, how anyone can. Like, that's almost a crime. Like, that's not even funny. <laughs> You're joking, right? It's like how people forgot about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this year. Okay, they we're, were not playing football about this that. year, were they not? Hey, they're un- we're undefeated in 2017. That's what you kept saying to me about to the 2016 season. Yeah, and up until like right after Canada Day, what I said was true. So we were undefeated <laughs> for almost half the year. <laughs> that's great. That's oh, that's God. really great. Santa, please bring me a winning football team next season. That's what's on uh, Andre's list. Uh, but that being said, uh, I've had a chance to taste. It's a 2013 red blend called Big Kahuna for Megalomaniac. And uh, it's really good wine. It's um, The, the quality is right back up to where maybe not quite where we hoped it would be with like some of the 2008s and 9s that were coming out of Megalomaniac. That was during Andre Lipinski's time, was it not? Yes, and uh, Sue Ann would have finished those wines. Yeah. Um, but the Big Cahoon is a big step in the right direction. Interesting. All right. So I'm gonna you're you're gonna continue on, I believe, local. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, step back uh, or step out of Canada and go a little international. All right. What do we got? Um, recently, I was at the Chilean Wine Festival. Okay. Uh, and I tasted uh, a wine that's on the Vintages Essentials list. Okay. And it, it, in my opinion, uh, when it first came out, it was a great wine. It was a few years ago when it first hit the Vintages Essentials. It was a great wine. And then it did the old uh, nosedive, as, as uh, I find a lot of wines do after they get very complacent about being on the Essentials list. Uh, but either somebody's told them, you know what, it's not cutting it, or you got to raise the bar, or they just raised it on their own. Uh, the Perez Cruz 2014 Cabernet Sauvignon Reserva, 1495. It's exactly where you expect a Chilean cab to be, but not at that price point. You'd expect it to be a little bit, a little bit higher. It's got that mintiness. It's got that black fruit. It's it's right where I want a Chilean cab to be. I was I was thrilled with the Perez Cruz. Just thrilled with it. Awesome. I like a good Chilean cab or essentially anything from down there. It reminds and, and me if that you get, if I you just get a say, chance, and if you got an extra five bucks, they also have the limited reserve cab soap, which I, it is it's a more layered version. Um, but uh, at twenty bucks, uh, it, it over delivers. So I think both of those wines deliver. But if you're looking uh, sub fifteen, the reserva is right there. If we feel like being cruel to ourselves, I like to think about the fact when I'm sipping uh, a wine from the southern hemisphere in the middle of winter that it's summer down there while we're enjoying yeah. those wines in the winter here. Yeah. Yeah. My sister lives in Australia. Now she does anyway. But her winter though, you know, cause she says, Oh, it's, it's winter down here now when it's summer here. And, and she goes, and I said, so, so what's the temperature? Oh, I saw 21. <laughs> That's not winter. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not winter. So. So another red wine that I, I would like to suggest is from Cave Spring, uh, their 2013 Cabernet Franc that also recently came through Vintages, $19.95. Is 
Is that the estate bottle or just the regular? I believe it's the estate bottle. Give me one second to double check that. Because that, like, I, you know what? Cave Spring is not one of those places that I usually think of for Cabernet Franc. I always think of them for Rieslings, obviously. Um, they made a great Chenin Blanc for a while, but that's long gone now. Uh, nope, this is I just the regular. This is, this is just the regular one. That's yeah, but but Angelo Pavan, another one that we should get on to the um, the Legacy podcast. Yes, is just doing such a fantastic job lately with Cabernet Franc and Pinot Noir, two grape varieties that I never associate uh, with Cave Spring, and yet he's doing a bang up job. Well, and just a shout out specifically about this wine because 2013 was not an exceptional vintage. It was a little bit more of a typical summer. But for the people, especially the people on the bench who put together really good Cabernet Franc, you get something that's a little bit less Bordeaux-like, but just a little bit more elegant. But the best thing about this wine is uh, there are no savory notes to it whatsoever. It's just pure ripe fruit in this nice note of like cocoa powder that pushes its way through on the finish. I mean, it's... It's just good wine. Yeah. No, he's doing such a great job there. And he's getting better and better. I think as as he gets as he gets older. But he's been there forever, it seems. I think he was right there right from the beginning. Uh it's just this lately, everything that's coming out of there is really good. So um I'm gonna I'm gonna head still Southern Hemisphere and I'm gonna say and I'm not gonna give a year on this wine because it's a, a general list at the LCBO and you may end up, you know, getting a different year. And I, I don't want people to be, you know, disappointed, but I, I, I know this wine is good year after year. It's the La, La Mascota. What? Not Yellowtail? No, not Yellowtail. La Mascota Cabernet Sauvignon 1395. It really is. It's an Argentinian cab and it's, uh, it's one of those wines that's got a little bit, a little bit of a savory note, but still with the plum and, and cassis and, and dark fruit, a little mocha in there. A little bitter on the finish, but I'm really, I I think with a little time and glass, that'll smooth right out. So, at you know, at $14, I don't know how they do it. I really don't way down there, how they get these wines for $15, $14, but, uh, and, 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 and offer such great value. There we go. It's like, it's like, it's like that, that pause of, yeah, he's right. I'm just letting it sink in. Yeah, I'm, just like, I'm already I thinking just, about the next one that I'm going to talk about. Though. Oh, I see. You're not even thinking about one. I'm just, I'm just saying that, that I, 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 I think it's a, it's a really good wine. It's a really quality wine, and $14 always makes me scratch my head. And I, and I remember tasting it and, and going, oh, this has got to be like $20, $23, and going. And then they go, oh, it's $13.95. You're like, you bastards. It's always nice when you can get a wine that really over-delivers like that. And, I mean, that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about value. Because, uh, I mean, even though some of these wines I'm talking about, especially like that Cave Spring Wine. Cab Franc, I mean, it's 19 bucks. But if you compare it to similar wines, you know, you could expect to pay maybe 25 or $30 for it. Yeah, so. yeah these, are, these are wines that all over-deliver for their price point. Yes. And that's what you want. When, you, when you're running low on cash after Christmas – that's that's really what you need. You need something that's going to over deliver that you're going to be happy with, and 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 not feel that you spent too much for them. And you can buy a few of them and not you know, and not worry. And you can serve them at Christmas, and and still not be embarrassed by them. Yes, 
That's important as well. Not be embarrassed yeah. by the wines you're pouring. Yeah, nothing's worse than having realizing you've only got 30 bucks in your pocket and you have to go with $15 wines and you need two bottles and you end up with something that's just such crap and you're like, oh, you know, and as you're pouring them, you're like, I'm sorry, I just, I just didn't, I didn't have time or whatever. I believe so with $30, you can buy a box. You can buy a box of wine. They make, they make wine in boxes now. Yeah, I know. That's. <laughs> I don't know there's that pause again. <laughs> yeah, it's you know what it, it, it's when you say that and you're like, oh, boxed wine. Yeah, they, you know I don't see boxed beer very often. Why is that? I'm not sure. You can get the the mini kegs still. Those are quite fun. Yeah, but you can't get a boxed beer. Let's let's look into that for next time. All right. Um, I'm gonna go Sauvignon Blanc with with the next one on my list. Okay. The 2015 Wild Ass Sauvignon Blanc from Stratus. Uh, it's $18.95. Now, I know for kind of an entry level of a portfolio, 18 and 19 and 20 bucks can come across as a little bit pricey, but we have to remember that this is Stratus that we're talking about. So the same vineyards, the same care is being taken to take care of the, this fruit. And the, uh, the Sauvignon Blanc is just outstanding. A lot of tropical fruit. And uh, I know we're talking about gifts for ourselves, but I would recommend this as something you give to that one person in your group of friends that refuses to drink anything but Kim Crawford. And I know we mm. all have one of them. Yeah, You've got to get off the, the New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc train, not because there's anything wrong with it, but just so you don't become a wine existentialist. New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc is great, but you got to taste it from other places. You know, I, it's interesting because I did not know that they made a straight Sauvignon Blanc for, for wild ass. I know he was doing whites and red. And uh, rosé, but it's interesting that he's gone single varietal for uh, uh, for the wild ass. I wonder when the wild ass gamay is going to come out. That'd be something worth looking forward to. But I'll tell you what, maybe I'll get know. this uh, to put under your Christmas tree. It's that good. Uh, which a gamay? The Sauvignon Blanc, <laughs> the one we were just talking about, Michael. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm doing what you're doing is thinking of my next wine <laughs> and not thinking of the wine that you're talking about. Well, hop to it. What's the next wine? Uh, I, well, I'm going to go back to Chile, and it is a white. Mostly I have reds on my list, but it is a white, and uh, it is not a Chardonnay, but it does have Chardonnay in the mix. It's actually um, a Chardonnay, Viognier, Marsan, and Roussan blend, and it's the Emiliana 2015 Signo La Vinila. I like Emiliana. Those wines are always awesome. Yeah, and you know it's a little expensive uh, for my list. Anyway, as I said, my most expensive wine, nineteen ninety five. But I, I know why now they call that wine La Vanilla, because it has such a, a tone of vanilla cream to it. Uh, but it's it's such a beautifully tropical fruit, um, insanely layered, in, insane alcohol. Like if if you're one of these people that just likes alcohol in their wine. It's a white that's got, I think, fourteen and a half percent, but you don't, you don't get fourteen and a half percent at any point, and it's it's a wine that'll knock you on your ass in no time. It's oh, wines like that are always fun to drink because I'll be honest, I don't usually pay uh, close attention to the alcohol content on wines, and I have a really funny story that uh, my dad was telling me. That um, when he used to buy wine with my grandfather, uh, he used to make his wine choices based on alcohol content. 
And if it had high alcohol, if it had a high alcohol content, he thought it was good wine. Big bang for your buck. That's what it is. (laughs) If you're looking to get drunk, that's what you need. Yeah, of course. All right. That's that's my only white on my list. Well, I guess. Well, besides, besides, I guess I did the barrel for now. I, I guess I've got to pull out. Uh, uh, Sean, but I got to pull out another national white. Yeah, I've got to, I got to pull out another white here. Then this is probably the priciest one on my list. But as I've said, in, in my opinion, um, one of the most underrated and one of the best white wines in the province. The start from scratch Chardonnay from back ten cellars. It's twenty seven bucks a bottle, but I don't care if I had the thirty bucks in my pocket for two fifteen dollar bottles of wine. I would say screw it and pick up the one bottle of this anyways. Now, here's my, my here's my question. Does he still have any available? He does. It's a 2015 that was just out, uh, and he's made 205 cases, so this should last a little longer than the 2014. Okay. But it's just as good as the last vintage, and, uh, I mean, this is special special Canadian wine made with uh, oh, it's, it's Canadian, Canadian barrels, barrel, right? Canadian barrels, wild fermented, so pretty much as Canadian as you can get with... With a wine, I'm going to go over to France. Cool, and one of my one of my favorite regions, which is the Rhone Valley. Okay, and came out uh, just at the end of November, and it may not be the most sophisticated wine because sometimes you just you you just want something that's you know fruit forward, and it was the Xavier 2012, and it was a bizarre name. It was called 100 percent uh, Cote du Rhone. Cool, I like that's it. That's what it's called. Sixteen ninety five, and it's just all that fresh fruit forwardness with a touch of that spiciness, a touch of oak because I think it's about twenty percent of it is 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 barrel aged, but it's got the Syrah, it's got the Grenache, it's got the Carignan, it's got the Mouvedre. It's a pure, delicious Rhone wine that uh, for sixteen ninety five I think is a steal, and that's. Southern Rhone, so big and juicy, and yeah, big, juicy, a little bit of chocolate in there, uh, black cherry. It's just it's layered, but not complex. Does that make sense to you? It does. This is going to be a wine that you can probably sit by the fire and gulp. Oh yeah, uh, grab friends over. You're not spending a lot of money on it, but you have the friends over. You're sitting around. You're drinking it, and uh, they're just they're really going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to know you didn't spend a lot of money on it. And um, uh, you'll go, you know, damn it, why didn't I buy, buy more? So, you've gone Southern Rhone. This is the last wine on my list. And it's a, a taste of Northern Rhone style. It's a recent vintage release. Uh, the 2013 Creekside Iconoclast Syrah. Oh. It's 22 oh, bucks. Oh, yeah, the Iconoclast is such a cool lineup. Yeah. And I love the label. Yep. And I mean, Creekside, they make great Syrah with the broken press and the unbroken press, and they cost a few more bucks. But like this at 22 bucks is a friggin' steal. And I'm always a little skeptical when I taste Ontario Syrah, but I just could not find a single bad thing to say about this wine. It's it's just so good. I mean, if you take a look at my notes, uh, I said that this is a wine you don't want to pair with food because you don't want to wipe out any sort of subtleties with it like just enjoy this wine get get someone that you want to share it with someone that you really like and that's it that's all you need to enjoy this wine and and you know the story behind the original iconoclast eh that they they came out with no i don't they ran out of uh the regular syrah 
I think I think it was the 2012 vintage, okay. and they ran out of it, and they needed something to bridge the gap, and they had had some of this iconoclast, which is supposedly just a restaurant wine, and they brought it out to fill the gap until they got the 13 out, and it was just so popular that they went, well, maybe we should be selling this in the store. Cool. Well, that's I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm always glad when a restaurant wine actually makes it out uh, for sale. Uh, because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not knocking the restaurant business in any way, but sometimes they get these wines that are supposedly exclusive to them, and then you find out that they're not really exclusive because they're just repackaged in another form. But this is actually a different wine completely. Yes, it is. So that's nice. So I have, uh, I have three more on my list. Uh, one's from Spain. It's the Castano 2013 Solanera Vina Vieja which is old vines, 1795, okay. came out at the end of November. Uh, this is typical Spain, just really juicy, uh, easy drinking. Um, if you like Spanish wines, uh, but not the Rioja area, uh, those new areas that are coming out that are just so, you know, wonderfully fruited, uh, this is this is the wine for you. Okay. And then, of course... Andre, I figured you were going to have some sparkling wine, so I added a couple to my list. Well, here's the thing: is we uh, no, wanted nothing. to keep these affordable, right? Well, you know, I, I I will I will say that Ontario sparkling wine is great wine, and some of it is great value. If you look at the Trias Brut at twenty seven ninety five, Chateau de Charme at twenty two, at twenty two, you know, those are some great wines. Uh, but if you if you want to go with something that is really good and inexpensive because you want to uh, i don't know if some people want to spend 27 or 22 dollars every day not that i think you should be drinking sparkling wine every day i really believe you should be drinking sparkling wine every day but uh, there's one out of uh, out of uh, the loire which is uh chateau etern sumar brut which you would love this it's 100 percent chardonnay cool out of the loire Fifteen, fifteen. Cool. I, I, I think that's a great one. Uh, if people are looking for that, they can just um, uh, put in the search box a Somar, S-A-U-M-U-R, and that's, this one pops right up. The other one is a perennial favorite, and it's from Connoisseur. Okay. C-O-N-O-S-U-R. It has nothing to do with Connoisseur. It means South Cone, so it's Connoisseur, and it's their Brut Rosé at thirteen ninety five. Always a great value. Always. Well, there we go. We've got a few things to drink over the holidays. Yeah, probably too much. You can never have too much. It's it's the holidays. You need something to help you survive your family. Or share with your family. Oh, my God. Yes, you do. What was that? Or share with your family, depending on on which side. No, no. It's get get through your family. That's (laughs) that's really what the, the holidays is about. It's about booze to get you through. Well, we've kind of we've rambled on for a half an hour here, so I hope uh, I hope people have have enjoyed this list and have picked up a few uh, wines that maybe they'll try on the holidays. I hope they've taken some notes or listened to it again. Well, it's better if you listen to this again because we get the uh, we get the numbers on SoundCloud. Absolutely. So listen to it four or five times, just so you can you know take notes on the fifth time. And you can suggest this to your friends to listen to as well if they're looking for stuff to listen to or to drink over the holidays. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of driving on the holidays. You want to get, you know, you're hitting the road. 
download Two Guys Talking Wine and uh, and listen to us. So subscribe on iTunes, leave a comment on iTunes. We'd love to hear what you think. And I think and that's our Facebook all for page now. too. Yeah, absolutely. Check our Facebook page. Talk Two Guys Talking Wine. Cool. Yeah, that's that's how you get in touch with. You can get in touch with very easy. If you have an idea for uh, uh, something you want us to talk about, you can throw it on there too. We're always open to suggestions, especially when I can make fun of Michael. Or any chance that we get to get him to talk French. That's one thing I really loved this year. Well, uh, I want you. I want to hear your Spanish. Uh, I think it's time to go now. Hey, don't you have uh, some sort of dialect from Saskatchewan that you like to throw on every so often? So I'm Andre Peru from andrewinereview.ca. And I'm Michael Pincus of michaelpincuswinereview.com. And I guess there's only one thing left to say. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.